It's another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Boys, how are we doing? What up? Hey, guys. Going to be kind of a shorter episode uh, today. Like we said, uh, NBA is uh, starting to ramp up. Uh, kind of the frenzy or kind of quote-unquote frenzy that was uh, free agency the last couple weeks. Kind of coming to a stop in uh, training camp. I know media day, I think, was today, Luke, you'd said. Um, so the training camp will start. I think they're going to have just a couple preseason games, and obviously the season starts uh, here in a couple weeks. But uh, not a lot really to talk about in terms of uh, news or anything to uh, to discuss. So we'll get more into that and, and get into our uh, divisional uh, picks when it gets closer to the season. So. We'll tease that for later, and we'll uh, we'll dive right into our uh, our week twelve. Week twelve, right? Every yep. week is just kind of the same. It feels like, but uh, um, what doesn't feel the same, or I guess uh, kind of a bad transition there. But what is it? Kind of the age old wonder is just how pathetic and worthless the Detroit Lions are, Scott. <laughs> I know you kind of thought the Lions were going to be frisky there halfway through. They have since fired Matt Patricia, which I don't know if you would have asked me who the next coach outside of, uh, oh, God, Dan Quinn uh, was the next one going to be fired. I would have would have sworn it would have been Adam Gase, but I think the Jets are going to ride his ass out to the end just because no one's going to want to take it over halfway through. So Patricia, I think he probably could have got pretty good odds on of being the, the, uh, the second coach fired halfway through the season. And that was just a sheer ass kicking. I mean, they just rolled over and took it, you know, like that was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning, like, all right, we're done here. Let's get out and uh, game over. And obviously we were all on the, all on the same Texans uh, laying the three points. Uh, Luke, what did you think of that game on Thanksgiving uh, midday? Yeah, it looked to me like uh, the outcome was exactly what both sides wanted it to be. I think the Lions had quit on their coach two weeks ago and, uh, you know, it was just a matter of time till he was going to get canned. So, um, but yeah, Texans look good. Thank God uh, Will Fuller's out for the rest of the season. So, so the Colts don't have to play him. So they get the Texans without Fuller or uh, Hopkins. So that worked out. I mean, it's truly like how, how, wow. Oh, to be a professional athlete, you know, you go to physician, you like trust them with everything you have, but you got to know that anything you put inside your body is going to be tested. Like what the fuck? Like, why wouldn't you just like, Hey, let's be really careful. Let's do this shit. Like in to have it come out. Week 12. You, like guys, you give them the benefit of the doubt though. I mean, like I, I feel like they know they're cheating and the guys that are advising them say, this is going to fly under the radar. You'll be fine. And then when yeah. they test, they say, I took something that someone told me was perfectly legal. And yeah. I don't and know. Use, and use the physician as a scapegoat. They all say the same thing. Yeah, that's true. And for Will Fuller, I mean, he was a guy that could never stay healthy. So you might as well take that chance and like, hey, well, let's get this shit that can make sure that we're not healthy. And if we have to go out for a couple of weeks, we'll blame it on something else and still get paid because we're a free agent this year and say, hey, at least I'm healthy. Made a quote unquote bad choice. Right. Uh, but I can stay healthy. So give me three years, 45 million, and we'll see what we can do, you know, so. Yeah, I'm with you. He's a big – he's, like, their only guy because I think uh, Cooks is never really healthy and Randall Cobb is out for a couple weeks and they just released Kenny Stills, which was r ridiculous to do when you don't have any other 
pass catcher. So, yeah, the, te- the Texans are – I mean, we'll see what happens. But Deshaun Watson still, I feel like, has the Colts number. Even if they're not a good team this year, I think they can still compete with them. We'll see how that uh, game plays out. And we'll give our, our picks there uh, later in the week when we start to preview week 13. But, <clears throat> yeah, the Texans can really kind of get it going. Here, so it, they definitely poured it on the lines, and it uh, was never really close. Scotty, what did you think of the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, the game itself wasn't great. I mean, I think um, it was pretty clear that the Lions um, were sick of Patricia. I've never seen on social media when the coach gets fired and former players are like, yeah, it's about time. Like, they were all <laughs> over it. I was, like, shocked. You don't see that, like, out of professional sports very often. But, man, there were several former players who were like, oh, this is great. But they haven't named a coach yet, right? No. Like an interim even. No, it'll probably be one of the coordinators, I'm sure. I, I mean, I think their their thing is that, like, <clears throat> where do you go from here? You know, like, you, yeah. you fire your GM, too. I'm not even sure who the GM is, but I feel like that's – it's just they've been – such the same uh, SOL, you know, same old Lions for so long. They have yeah. glimpses of, you know, eight and eight is some of the best, their highest ceilings they can get in the Stafford years, at least. And it's just like, you got to do something. Cause if you're eight and eight, you're screwing yourself. Cause you're not going to get a high draft pick, but you're not going to, you're not going to be competitive for a playoff berth. So it's just like, you're just stuck in that mediocre stage for, 30 fucking years since they won a playoff game. So, who, who is their GM? You put me on the spot here. I don't actually know that question because I'm not a, a Lions uh, faithful. Okay. We should have run I, our Lions correspondent, Eric Easy E. Markham, but he's not available at this moment, I don't think. So, we'll see. Well, I thought, <clears throat> like, their GM, to his credit, I, they have, I think the Lions have talent. I think they're talented. I think he hired the wrong <laughs> coach if it's the same GM that hired Patricia. So I'd let him try yeah, again and hire a better coach because I do like, I like Swift. I think Stafford is good enough. Right. And then you throw in their receivers who I think are good. Like Galladay has been hurt all year. They have Hawkinson who they drafted two years ago. Right. He's the second year for him. He's good. Their defense is fine. They could use some improvement on that. Right. Yeah. Um, Actually, now that we're saying that I, I didn't even capture, they did fire the GM. It was Bob Quinn and they fired him okay. along with uh, Patricia. So it's going to be, okay. GM and head coach replacing. So, I mean, that's fine, but I, I, the way they drafted and the players they have, I think are good. They need someone to come in there and organize them and, and get them to believe um, in a way of play. I mean, get rid of Adrian Peterson, no offense. I, I think Swift's the man. Let, him, let wow. him cook a little bit. And the, I feel like the Lions are kind of feeling are under the same problem that the Bears are. They just have this old school ownership you know, like a mom and pop shop, like it's the Fords, you know, who shouldn't really be mom and pop. They should, I mean, they're billionaires, obviously, but they just run their organization like it's uh, you know, half tier organization that don't actually ever go for anything. And they're just like, well, we're just going to, you know, keep it competitive, I guess, you know, not, not embarrass ourselves, even though they do, but they never actually are competitive and like try and put a good product on the field. But uh it's just kind of the age-old uh, dilemma, you know, like you got the small market teams, you know, like the Pirates and baseball kind of deal, go with the same thing where it's just like you're never really going to be – if you ever are successful, it's like you catch lightning in a bottle, but then you can't play pay these guys that uh, 
ultimately are your stars because they want to go to major markets and it's just kind of the round and round we go type thing. Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Yeah. Same thing with like the NBA with like the Pistons and the small market uh, teams that the marquee free agents don't want to go to because they can't grow their brand in the middle of the Midwest Detroit, you know? So it's like, sorry, Pacers, no disrespect to Detroit, but uh, yeah. So it's, can, we, uh, can we go back to the Fuller thing? He knew, by the way, he posted it on his own Instagram. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm out for six games. Like he, he clearly knew, right? <laughs> like he, he was cheating, and I'm sure it was because I'm. I would guess it was because of all the injuries he's had. He was trying to do whatever he could to keep himself healthy, but he clearly knew there was right. there was no back door there. Like, yeah, but Going that's what it seems anyway. 121 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, did that? You think that triggered the test? Yeah, yeah. Goose's Goose's free agent standing, like you were talking about, Matt. Damn it. Right. Hey, I didn't pull my hamstring this time. I just got suspended. So you can still pay me out the big bucks because uh, I can stay healthy for a season, which season is 12 weeks, you know. Dude, he's getting paid. Who is the – who's the guy that the Seahawks have signed twice now, the receiver, who's been in jail like two times and all that? Josh Gordon. The, yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Like, if he's getting signed, Fuller's getting bank money. Yeah. So – all right, we'll keep it moving on the uh, other Thanksgiving game, which this was another – what two beautiful games to celebrate with your family. Dude. Or if you didn't go – you know, not your family, I guess, if uh, – you know, since it is a COVID year and uh, everyone probably did Thanksgiving from uh, from Zoom. Uh, what two great games to celebrate with, huh? You know, it was just really Lions-Texans, two marquee matchup, um, ass-kicking, and then the two, uh, two other great teams in the NFC East and the – Redskins just fucking ran it down their throat, which was beautiful because Antonio Gibson, for those of us uh, who own him, uh, finally got released and uh, just shoved it right down their right down their throat, which was awesome to see. So, Cowboys, I was the I will speak up and uh, put my hand up and did take Cowboys. Uh, I think laying the points. If I look it up, they were actually you did this game, uh, and that is uh, an embarrassment yeah. because that that game was never close. And I, well, thought I thought they turned a corner with that Vikings win. It's just like, obviously, that's just uh, every week as a, as a new week. And you thought that the Cowboys were going to start turning on and actually grab hold of the NFC East. Um, and they probably still could, to be honest. But uh, not this week. They got their fucking uh, – they got their tits slit, as we like to say. Luke, can you – you seem to have a better feel for these things than I do. Like, I can watch football. And I can see, like, oh, that guy's really talented. Like, Kyler Murray's awesome, right? Like, I can see that. But what in the hell are you doing on your own 20 on fourth down, and it's a three-point game, and you go for it with a running play? What – who in their right mind does that? When was this? I <laughs> You not see it? Oh, my God. You need to – you should go back and watch it. It's like a three-point game. I think it was mid-third quarter, and it was like 17-14 or 20-17. I can't remember what the score was. Dallas goes for it from their own 20. They ran it right up the middle on a fake punt from oh, their really? own 20. It was unbelievable. I was like in awe. I'm like, really? It's a three-point game. You're on your own 20. <laughs> what the fucking ball? 
God. I mean, you, you actually man. trust Mike McCarthy and all of his analytics and his uh, whatever his <laughs> uh, DVOA uh, subscription that he has. Oh. I don't know. I he he just he's a big dumb dumb to me, and I feel like that anything he does is uh, not a big shock. So um, he, he might be he might be one and done. Jeez, I think I, it's, if there's ever gonna if it's if it's gonna happen when it doesn't happen often in the NFL, I think that uh, coach that got the short end of the straw are the Cardinals. Vance, uh, oh crap, I'm blanking on the last name, but he he uh, was a one and done in, in Arizona like two or three years ago. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't happen often. But I think if it's gonna happen, Mike McCarthy could could get the could get the axe because that job is uh, what if Dak if they sign Dak. Or franchise. I don't know if they can franchise him again. They're gonna to have to sign him a long-term deal coming off that injury. They, they can franchise him this year, mm -hmm. but I think I heard if they franchise him, it's like fifty million or something ridiculous. It's like right. an it's like the average of the top ten. Yeah, it's an ungodly amount. Which I mean, he deserves it. Don't get me wrong, but coming off mm -hmm. of a severe injury like that, you never know what you're gonna get. But uh, right. yeah, McCarthy. That's just been the Cowboys have been a dumpster fire, and it couldn't have been an easier served up on a more of a silver platter for him to take the. You had to be mediocre. You can go eight and eight. I mean, fuck. Right. The Giants are in first place, and they have what four wins, five hey, wins. You heard it here first. The Giants are winning that division, boys. They're going to the playoffs. I like Washington too, though. To their credit, it's going to be six and ten. I think it's going to yeah. be six and ten is going to get them in, and which is like. Yep. Unbelievable. So, so it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. The Washington football team is four and seven and the giants are four and seven. So they're tied for first. I think the giants have the tiebreaker. So they're technically uh, in first place, which is just hold on. Okay. So unfortunately, <laughs> Oh, wait, wrong one. I have the schedules here. Great radio. All right. So here's who Washington has left. This is tough, actually. My favorite At segment, Pittsburgh. let's review team schedules. Yeah, so let's pick the division winner right here. This is important. Washington at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, which will be played in Arizona technically. Right. Seattle, <clears throat> Carolina, Philly. That's pretty tough. That's four games in a row. That's really tough for Washington. I'm not sure they win any of those. And they beat Philly probably. Yeah. The I'd Giants. Say, I say they're probably – Yeah. One more, right? So that Wait, puts them at five. Win. Yeah. What is that? Five and uh, five and eleven. Five and eleven. Yeah. Okay. The Ooh. Giants go to Seattle, Arizona at home, Cleveland, Baltimore, Dallas. That not, that's not much easier. Oh my they God. might win one of those, maybe. I'm not sure they win any of those except for Dallas. Do we know what the Eagles' schedule is? Yep, I got Eagles right here. Eagles play. God, there's this hard too. At Green Bay, New Orleans, at Arizona. Dallas and then Washington. I'm telling you, it's going to be six and ten. None of these teams are going to win two more games. I mean, if they win two more games, you you take a stranglehold of the division. Here's Dallas's. They got that weird game next week because everything got moved. So they play Balt at Baltimore on Tuesday, and then they play at Cincy. I'm not sure they're good enough to beat Cincy even without Burrow. And then they play San Francisco, Philly, and the Giants. God, dude, Dallas might have the easiest schedule. I was gonna say, if, if anyone, if the door is wide open, I would say Dallas. That's those are some games that they can easily win because the other three teams. That shit's pretty tough. God dang it, that pisses me off. If Dallas gets in the playoffs, I'm gonna be so mad. That's ridiculous. Yeah, God dang it. the home playoff game. They're so terrible. Oh, 
that's irritating shit. I hope the Giants or Washington gets in. So that's everyone's favorite segment. Let's review the NFC East schedule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for fuck's sake, let's keep it moving. All right, what's uh, let me get back to uh, our Week Twelve review. Obviously, Steelers Ravens. That's a whole other debacle of a game that we picked that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving yeah. night. We- that is going to be played as of uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon. I think as uh, last reported, the Baltimore Ravens did make the flight to Pittsburgh. So supposedly the game is still going to be on, which I'll believe it when I see it because it's been moved now four fucking times. Yeah, it's it's at three, right, or five? Three or five? Three forty Eastern time. Yeah. It's okay, like and they have Tuesday afternoon have two- football because because did you hear this? Because he can't miss the tree lighting ceremony that's on NBC. <laughs> so that's I love it. Live in, folks. Did you hear? They had two more players test positive today, too. The Steelers did? I thought the Ravens were clear. No, no, the Ravens had two more test positive today before they left. Oh, well. Yeah. It's, it's, They're oh, still playing. Of course they are, because if they if they can't finally make this game just be played, and they made the Broncos play with a fucking practice squad wide receiver at quarterback on a Sunday <laughs> and didn't push the game one day, of course they just fucking play the game. Make it, so, a, make it just a JV practice squad game for all I care. Like if We don't feel bad for the Broncos. They no got precedent. what they deserved. The huh? Broncos got what they deserved. <laughs> Their quarterbacks were jackasses. Don't be in a meeting room without masks on and have it be filmed, you dumbasses. They're idiots. They got what they deserved. That was a lesson for the league. We don't care. Do what you're supposed to do. And if it happens when you're doing what you're supposed to do, then how we'll can have you move, back. How can you move this game four different times to four different days? And say that it's not well, the same thing. This is a bigger game. Let's be real. If I, I'm, I'm gonna assume they want Baltimore you know, to make the playoffs. New Orleans, uh, pretty much locking up the one seed is a big deal. With the this, they were gift wrapped a fucking uh, road game in Week Twelve. I feel like this game is throwing for seventy-one yards. God, let's talk about him later because he's not very good. That's a mistake. The great but tight end, dude. Don't start. Sorry, Mill. Okay. God. <laughs> I think Mill listens. Mill, if you no. listen, we love you. I love you. Sorry, I, I did what I had to do, Mill. You're still going to get in. You're going to be fine. Love you, Mill. Dude. Oh, God. I don't know. Is he in? He might be out. Anyway. He's I, in. He's going to pass your ass. <clears throat> that's true. God, I lost a freaking Natener. Uh, do we want right. to give Luke a chance to repick, or does he want still want the Ravens? Oh. No, I'm changing my pick. Well, okay. oh, so the, the spread also changes. It's like you get – 12 and a half, I think, if we look at it right. I don't, and the shit changes every day. So, um, well, so the Ravens have 20 players out. RG3, have- the return of RG3 for you forget yeah. that redemption Go. game. Okay. Double digit starters. And on top of that, none of them have practiced for the last 12 days. Correct. So, <laughs> I don't well, I they really have to keep this within 20. They practiced today for the first time. Yeah, that's brutal. I'm changing. I'm taking Steelers plus twelve or whatever it is. As long yeah. as it's not points, I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, it's minus minus twelve and a half. I think. Let's all we'll yeah, all take the 10. twelve and a half. I see it is uh, Pittsburgh minus ten. Oh sweet. Well, I'll take that all day. Let's change mm-hmm. that to ten. So you okay. take Pittsburgh minus ten. Yep. All right. Everyone's favorite segment: going through the schedule. Yes, please. Baltimore. If they That's lose this game, everyone tunes in. 
That's why everyone tunes in because they don't know what the schedule is. So we're going to tell it to them. Well, if Baltimore loses, they're six and five, <clears throat> but they have the easiest remaining schedule: Dallas at Cleveland, Jacksonville Giants at Cincinnati. Yeah. So if they lose, they can still get to eleven and six, and I think they might have to to get in. It could happen. I'm not sure they deserve. I'm not sure they're very good. <clears throat> Lamar's been terrible. He's not even going to play. We got RG3. I told you, redemption game. Let's see. Yikes. The way that I've been betting, though, randomly, if I bet on the on the Steelers and the Ravens would probably just blow the tits off the the uh, Steelers. He's, well, please don't because I'm on do. fire and I need Pittsburgh. I'm okay. on fire this week. Well, we'll see what we can do for you. We'll keep it moving here. Um, we'll lead with our uh, Colts correspondent, Luke. What did you think of this holy hell game? I think does it does it, does it uh, pretty much award DeForest Buckner as the uh, defensive player of the year because I don't know he was like one of the, I guess Autry was out there were a couple guys out Okariki was out yeah but a couple like just three 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 or four names on your defensive front and Derek Hendry just like that game was incredible like I think he set records in just the first half alone yeah it it really showed he was getting to the second level, getting eight to 10 yards before even getting touched. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it gave me some nostalgia, you know, <laughs> for defense, no run game, quarterback, just constantly harassed. <laughs> you know, just the, like the good days, the good old Colts days. Nostalgia to what year? Can you, what, what year were you reminiscent of? Anywhere from 2011 to 2017. <laughs> oh, okay. So the golden well, years. Bad luck, though. I mean, luck was at least something to watch. But I agree. Right, that, right. That, that was the only thing. Uh, was very much familiar to uh, to past teams. I thought you were going to say like 1995, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, you go back to the 90s too. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there's much else to be said. I mean, obviously, you hope all the guys get back because. Uh, the Texans aren't even uh, an e uh, easy team to roll over, as we talked about. They can still put up points, and they know the team. And Deshaun Watson still Deshaun Watson. Um, and that even though they're having a down year, I don't think they're going to be an easy easy game either. But they, they do have them two more times um, before the end of the year. So I don't know if those are going to be uh, walks in the park either for the Colts. So they got to kind of start figuring it out. I think they're still – obviously, I think the seventh seed, if I looked at the playoff picture, which is fine, you're getting in, but you're still playing the Chiefs. So, is that really what you want in the current current picture? <laughs> so, um, and I don't know if the Titans can run the run the table either. Like, I don't know if that the, the division is fully wrapped up. Obviously, they have the one-game lead, but that's still a 1-1 one -one, uh, heads-up split. So, I know the tiebreaker could be interesting. Because, uh, Scotty, could you do us the honors of uh, looking up the rest of the Titans schedule just so we know how easy they may have it? Already, already got it pulled up. Thank you. Same I know you're always – you're always – this is your favorite part of the, of the show, so I appreciate you being ahead of the game. They're playing Cleveland at Jacksonville, Detroit at Green Bay, at Houston. It's the third easiest schedule left. The, the uh, Colts have the eighth easiest schedule. They're at Houston, at Vegas, Houston at home, at Pitt, Jacksonville. Yeah, I'd say the Colts have to go four and one, like probably losing that Pittsburgh game. They would have to beat 
Vegas will be a huge game because they're a playoff team, so that will be huge for tiebreaker purposes. Whoa, whoa. Are they a playoff team? Did you fucking see that game on Sunday? Well, they're currently. Are they not? Oh, my God. All right. I'm staying off my Vegas. You, I know you love the you love the Falcons, and, we'll, and I don't know if we had it in our picks from last week, but the Falcons finally turned it on. So Whatever. I think if, look it up. If you want to look up some shit. See what the current playoff picture is. I guarantee you, I think the Raiders oh, are in. If they're not in the, the Raiders are 100 percent in it, but they look god awful on Sunday. That was embarrassing. The Raiders are. You're right. They're 100 percent in. <clears throat> yeah, they fucked, the Baltimore loses. they fucked up my parlay. I had the uh, Raiders, Bills, and Chiefs uh, all to win for uh, I think plus 300, and uh, I thought the Raiders were going to be an easy one, and they fucked me over pretty early and, and easy um, on Sunday. And everyone else uh, did what they needed to do. So that was fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Luke, sure. you got anything else for Colts? Do you think they think they still have an outside chance of taking the division based off what the schedule looks like that Scotty and uh, his favorite uh, thing to do on the show is reviewing schedules? Uh, yeah, but they're, they're definitely on the outside looking in. I mean – we, you know, we talked about the Ravens and the Broncos and all the other teams have been impacted by COVID, but this one just sucked because it was like the most important game of the season. Yeah. And they lost all those guys. And I mean, it could have happened last week. They lost the Packers. Who, who gives a shit, you know? And, yep. and yeah. So now they're, now they're behind on all these tiebreakers too with the, the wild card teams. So yeah, they got to pull it together. Luckily their schedule isn't too bad going forward, but. The only, the only loss I would say is guaranteed is uh, against Pittsburgh. So they should finish pretty strong, hopefully. And I think that was the first time we talked about a, a Colts uh, game and a whole Colts segment, and we didn't mention the N-word. You know, I feel like he's really – he wasn't the problem. No, he no. wasn't. They, they played – he played fine. You know, they were actually score for score for him that first quarter. was 14-14. And then, you know, I think after that, it was kind of underrated – and how the offense kind of started to stall out is that uh, when Costanzo went down uh, after their second score, he mm-hmm. left the game MCL sprain. I don't know if they've really said how long he's going to be out for, but he's such an underrated presence on that line. And you put in uh La Raven Clark instead on the left tackle spot. Um, that's obviously going to be a problem. So, but other than that, I mean, noodle didn't, uh, he didn't have any, I mean, other than that one fucking terrible dropped pick six by oh, the quarterback, dude. that could have that could have that was vintage noodle. But the guy just gift wrapped him a drop. So I can't believe they didn't review that and call it an interception. Just give him a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, right. They should have challenged. Yeah, he completed the process, didn't he? Completed the process. He had a clear path. He was obviously going to score. So maybe they'll just rule it that way. Both feet down. Yeah. You know. All the NFL teams, though, they seem to have one week a year where they're just shit. Maybe this was the Colts' one, one week. You know what I mean? Like it's the Raiders. The the Jacksonville one and ten Jags wasn't their one of the year. No, because I didn't. I didn't think they played that bad against Jacksonville. They punted like once. I didn't think they were terrible. Like I, that was kind of a fluke. Jacksonville just played better than what they're capable of playing at all at this point. Yeah, and maybe that was the same with the Raiders too. Like that was just terrible. All the way around by the Raiders. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's such a week to week league, as we know. Uh, it's it's hard to say. So they they're definitely gonna bounce back, and uh, with it being against uh, the Texans, it's gonna be huge division uh, 
division rival. We'll see uh, how they respond. So we'll, we'll keep it moving here. We got about nine and a half minutes to cover the last couple of games we, we went through. And uh, everyone put the pats up for dead. No. Uh, you and I both no. did. What? Luke did not. Give Luke his minute on the pats because he's been Can telling us. Give me a second on my segue <laughs> here. I was saying how you and I are dumbasses and I was going to give you props, but you cut me off. This is, <laughs> follow the etiquette here. If I'm going to lead the show, you got to <laughs> help me set it up. Fuck. <laughs> so, Scott, you and I are dumbasses. Luke, you had the Patriots right. Go ahead, please. God damn. <laughs> Look, the only reason I'm picking the Patriots is because I don't uh, I don't want to jinx them and, you know, have them go on this uh, this run at the end of the season. But I guess that's not really working out yeah, for me. Working. So. <laughs> <laughs> damn. But, I mean, you, you really can't. You never count them out because Belichick is just such a good defensive schemer, regardless of the offense that he's going up against. And then when you're playing in Foxborough and the weather is crappy and windy and a little rainy, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough sledding up there regardless of who it is. And they, they definitely made uh, Murray look human on Sunday. Which is crazy to me if you take away that that Hail, uh, Hail Mary – Two weeks ago against the Bills, the Cardinals would have lost four in a row. Like, they, they lost nice. to the Dolphins, had the Hail Mary, lost to the Seahawks on that Thursday night, great game, and then mm-hmm. lost Sunday. That would have been four in a row. And, like, we all thought that the Cardinals were, you know, I think they're probably still on the outside uh, outside chance of getting in the playoffs. I mean, the NFC is so tough, but I think they're still – they're like seventh. Let me look. Like six or seven, kind of the same spot. They're the seventh. But uh, yeah, they've they're such a hot and cold team, and um, if you can shut down Kyler and keep him from running and kind of change the flow of the game, as we know Bill Belichick can do, I think that obviously he did that, and uh, that's that's a, that's how you kind of stop the Cardinals. He kind of uh, created the blueprint there. So, Scott, do you think the Pats have a uh, outside chance of uh, trying to squeak into the AFC or do you think that was just a fluke? Um, <clears throat> the Pats are fine. They're, you're, Luke's right. Bill Belichick's is good. So you can never really count him out, but are we sure Cliff Kingsbury's good? He was questionable at best in that game and the play calling killing me. Yeah, killing me. I mean, I mean he, Hopkins only touched the ball five times and they run it up the gut three times in a row on, on, uh, um, from the one, three times in a row right up the gut with Drake. How about try giving the ball to your best fucking player? Let him make a play? Just yeah, throwing that out there. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a winning, uh, ugly type game that uh, Belichick has specialized in his, throughout his whole career and why he's the best coach of all time. But, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, I don't think the cards were, uh, were up to the challenge, obviously. So, we'll keep it going here. We got uh, – about six minutes left. Um, Chiefs Bucks. Holy shit! I mean, Scotty, I think you and I got this one right based off our picks where we had Chiefs minus three and a half. But I think uh, the line changed and the Bucks actually covered this. So I don't know how we want to call this, but this wasn't really ever close. The Chiefs, I think, just let off the gas again. Like for those of us Tyreek Hill owners who had. 150 yards, 200 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half. I mean, the guy can just do whatever he wants, you know, and it's incredible. I feel like the Chiefs do this every every week where they they just play with teams. You know, like if they get bored, they let off the gas, and they let teams back in the game. 
if they turn it back on, they can put up 21 in five minutes if they really want to. It's just like it's them and everybody else, I feel like, and then maybe Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, yeah, the Bucks covered the three and a half, by the way. You guys trying to steal one from me. You can just uh, give that one to me too. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're right. Look, I, I thought uh, I thought that the line was, was different, but you're right. It was 27-24. So they did cover the three and a half, which was uh, which was BS, if you ask me, based off the way the game started. But, uh, well, yeah, you're right. We'll go ahead and flip nice, it to you. Nice little backdoor cover there, fourth yeah. quarter. Thank you. Which don't get me started on the next game we're going to talk about. So, Scott, do you have anything else for Chiefs Bucks other than the fact that the Bucks might be frauds? No, we've been saying the Bucks are frauds all for what more than half the year now. But do we need to even talk about any of these other teams? Because are the Chiefs just going to whip everyone's ass when it really matters? Because it seems like to me they can turn it on whenever they want, and they're just way better than everyone. It's not even close. I mean, Pittsburgh's still undefeated. I think that would be an interesting matchup, but uh... may I. There, were, there was just, like, that game, like, the Chiefs kick a field goal on fourth and goal from the half-inch yard. Like, in a playoff, they're going for that and scoring in a playoff game. Yeah. And then they run that triple reverse play where Kelsey looked like me playing quarterback and threw the most awful pass I've ever seen to Mahomes, who was wide open in the back of the end zone. <laughs> like, that was terrible. If either one of you would have thrown that pass, that's a touchdown mm-hmm. to Mahomes all day. Like, and even Kelsey knew, like, what the hell was I doing? You think third-string uh, seventh-grade quarterback Chris Perry could make that throw? Because I don't know that's suspect. Yes, that was unreal. Like, Mahomes was wide open, and that was a terrible throw. Look at but you, Chris. Like, Got a shout-out. They're just messing with people, I feel like. It's almost like they're just trying shit just to see if they can do it for the playoffs. Like, yeah. they're going to they're gonna turn it on when it matters, and they're going to kick everyone's ass, it seems like to me. I would say the two teams in the FC that I would be – that could poss- possibly score with them at least. I don't know if they could stop them. It would be like a 52 to 50 game would be, I think Green Bay can still score. And it'd be interesting to see what New Orleans can do. It's going to be interesting yeah. when Breeze comes back and if they can still put up points. Uh, right. I think those are the two other teams that are top tier in the NFC, which would be a great matchup. So hopefully that kind of comes yeah. that way, but you never really, never really know. So, and we'll wrap it up with um, – <clears throat> probably one of the most egregious beats I've seen in a while. I've only been wetting the beak for just this NFL season, as you all know. And that – you guys probably didn't stay up to watch the end of that game. I was following it on my phone. Holy hell. The Seahawks didn't cover the six and a half. We have, we have it all as green here because it was Seahawks minus six when we chose it. But it was six and a half um, on, the, on the time of the game – and I knew it was going to happen when the Seahawks kicked the field goal to go up 23. Uh, what was it? 23. Uh, whatever they were up 14. 14. Yeah. They were up 14. And uh, Eagles got the ball back. Fucking garbage ass. The epitome of garbage ass time. Two, like two minutes left. They're just fucking around, chucking it down to Boston Scott. Not Miles Sanders, obviously, because God forbid they throw it to their star running back. <laughs> Um, then do a fucking vintage Hail Mary, Richard Rogers, you know, 2014 Packers Lions Hail Mary into the end zone. Fucking just falls in his lap, catches it, touchdown. You know what? Let's go down six. <laughs> we got two seconds left in the game. We got to go for two. And they just fucking open the, open the seas, open the gates for Miles Sanders 
to get the two-point conversion to, to only lose by six. So the six-and-a-half-point spread uh, was covered by the Eagles, just as we all expected it would be. Holy fucking hell. Where's You're, the Tylenol? That was terrible. That was a terrible cover. We all got it wrong. I can't do it anymore. You're definitely a betting noob because that's not even in the top ten of bad. I know, but it was just I, I just saw it all play out. I'm like, this is gonna actually happen. And then it was a Hail Mary. The Hail Mary with 14 seconds left. Yeah, that's it was just like all the all the stars had to align and they did. And it was just I know, but I'm I've not been doing this for long. I know there's been worse beats, uh, but that was terrible. Shit. Can we talk about the Bills and Chargers? That was you we needed the Chargers to score a touchdown from the one. They had four plays to do it. And to get over to get over on the points, yeah. and they didn't fucking score. That was unbelievable. And then they finalized with a quarterback sneak, and everyone was on pass pass protection, and he just got smothered. Dude, Luke, I'm coming back to you with another coaching decision because did you see it? The end. Yeah. So they get the yeah, hail mary. Less, yeah, less than a minute here, Jamesy. So wrap it up. They get the hail mary. And he catches it. And then they don't call timeout and they don't spike it. He immediately goes into a run play from the one. Quarterback or a halfback dive, then, then a fade, and then uh, what the hell? Into a quarterback sneak to end the game. It was beautiful. I, Chargers were going to charge her. I was in awe. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. There were some bad ones. And uh, hopefully God. we'll turn the tables that, uh, and uh, bounce back and we'll.